Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. So, are we waiting for Benjamin? No, he's not coming tonight. Yeah, okay. I didn't think he was going to come. All right, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be honest and tell you guys I didn't watch the episode. Oh, no. So. And you never seen this one before? Never seen it, so I don't know. Well, you've seen know. Back to the Future, right? I, you know what? I love <laughs> Back to the Future. Okay, you've seen the episode. Oh, cool. So it's, it's Space Back to the Future? Yeah. I love Space Back to the Future. Uh, it was alright. Like, <laughs> except for except for people disappearing in photographs, uh, dogs turn into Odo. Yeah, basically. Okay. That's the only difference. That's weird. <laughs> dogs turn into Odo. Uh-huh. Yes. Why would dogs turn into Odo? Well, a dog turned into Odo. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to go back and watch this one. So tell tell me what happens. All right. Well, it's Little Green Men. So I. I think I've heard people talk about this episode before uh-huh. in a negative fashion. Okay. So that kind of colored the way that I approached it, I think. Ah, uh, okay. But um, we'll have to see what happens. Well, it starts out pretty promising because it's going to be a Ferengi episode. You've got uh, the, what's his name? Nog. I love, I love Nog. He's going off to Starfleet. Yeah. And... You know, Quark and Rom are gonna take him to Earth. Okay, because he he's selling all his shit to raise funds. <laughs> it's, it's, like, like it's a it's a Ferengi tradition to do a garage sale whenever they're about to go somewhere else. So they just sell all their stuff and try okay. and get some raise some fundage. And this is okay. So like, but why don't they just? I mean, they have money because I mean they have latinum and stuff. Why do they? Because need- this way you could you could make some deals with people. Okay, so that kind of fulfills like... And you're leaving, so they will never find you again (laughs) when they figure out you swindled them. (laughs) All right, okay, so Nog is is leaving? Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. going to Starfleet Academy. Okay, so Nog is off to Starfleet, which we all, which we're all aware of. Okay, that's cool. And, uh, and Worf buys his, uh, his tooth shopping which is kind of weird because he just tries it without cleaning it or anything. He just throws it in his mouth and starts sharpening his teeth. That's pretty gross. Yeah. I would think that uh, Klingons would have pretty, like, I don't know. It seems like they would have enough bacteria in their mouths or something to, like, protect them from whatever the hell Ferengi could pass them. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like dogs, right? Like, dogs chew on bones to clean their, you know, it's basically how they brush their teeth, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) So, I mean. That's racist, Dennis. (laughs) It is, but I mean, it's, but, but I mean, that's one of those things that are true. Yeah. You know, so it's not, like, terrible, I think if we if we chewed on bones, it might clean our teeth for us. Yeah, I agree with Dennis. Not as well because we don't have sharp teeth like Klingons and Ferengi do. Mm-hmm. So it probably works better for them. I don't think Dennis is being racist at all. Not at all. I love Klingons and Ferengi. Yeah, me too. And my, now, if, my best friends are Klingons and Ferengi. If Ben would have said it, I'd have been like, hmm, that's suspect. But <laughs> since Dennis said it, I think it gets a pass. Unless he said it in Toby Keith's voice, though, right? That's also true. Hey, man. Hey man, you look here, man. I seen a dog chew on a bone and clean his teeth. You shut your you shut your face. Your butter chews on bones. Chew on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> How was the con? 
Oh, the con was great. Oh, was yeah. Awesome. Time Water Comic Con. Time Water Comic Con. <laughs> did you guys get to meet Gates McFadden? Um, I did not. Ben interviewed her for the panel. Wow. Yeah. Did anybody record anything, like video or anything of that? No, they had a really strict um, no recording, no photography policy. Like, they would kick you out of the, the room if they saw you even taking pictures. So. Wow, really? So ben, ben got to interview her? Mm-hmm. Did he get to, like, have take a picture with her? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he got to take any pictures because they were basically like they came up at the beginning of the panel and said, um, yeah, we know you want to take pictures. So if you want one, go downstairs and talk to her about pricing for selfies oh, or sucks. photo ops. That's, that's yeah. pretty lame. Here, hang on. Yeah, that's lame. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves. So, <laughs> so uh, I got to ask you, Jenny, did you see her while you were there? No, I didn't. I basically didn't go talk to any celebrities or do any of that kind of stuff like i was just at the table the entire time oh you got stuck there yeah i mean i wasn't like totally stuck i mean i went shopped around and stuff i just i don't know see because that's surprising because normally like i've seen i've seen more no offense to gates mcfadden but i've seen more famous people doing panels um that get to take pictures with the person who does mm-hmm. the panel who's doing the interview i mean that's kind of dicky if you ask. or even just candid photos of them while they're doing the panel like why what's the big deal with that yeah. i don't know i mean i would assume that it was probably something to do with like just their contract or whatever like how much they get paid to do the con you know and here's the oh well you know we really want to try to focus on getting pictures at the table or, you know, the paid photo ops or something. So it has to be we'll a, do it for like this her, price. She, you know. she's the one who had to demand that, right? Probably. I don't, I don't Probably. think Federale would make that rule up. No, 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 no. This is definitely like a, her rule, but still though, I mean like, I'm pretty sure when I was in uh, Chris Claremont's panel, he didn't, care about any of that kind yeah of but stuff. chris claremont can also do other things like gates mcfadden's only making money off her face right does right. that make sense like yeah. yeah why would you want to go downstairs and pay 20 dollars for the selfie when you just took a selfie or took a picture of her up on stage but you're you know? not in that picture yeah you never know i mean i don't know photoshop it's- dude yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it was just, a really good panel, though. It just seems kind of shitty, though, that Ben, who did the interview, couldn't get like, hey, can I have a picture with you? Yeah, you would think that at least he could have gotten a picture, yeah. but um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to call, you know, I'm calling I'm calling bullshit on that one, Gates McFadden. You and your pancake ass. You probably heard us talk <laughs> shit about her. Yeah. Like, That's what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask Jenny if, if she saw her. Because uh, I want to know if she still has a pancake ass or not. I didn't look at her ass. She looked great, though, to be honest. Like, she, um, she's one of those, like, really casual panel type people, like, where she was just, she walked up on the stage and she's like, oh, you're going to do the questions? Okay, cool. And she, like, literally climbed up and sat on the table and just sat there, like, like cross-legged on the, just sat there on the table. And it, she basically, like, I see that Ben interviewed her, but... He asked for a couple questions, and then like she just drove the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. that's like, that's. I mean, they're professional con yeah. people, so they they know what they want to talk about. Something similar happened when uh, actually both times last year when I did Neil Adams uh, in Federal, I was like, he's the guy that runs Tidewater Comic Con. He's a friend of ours. I've known him forever. Um, he asked, he's like, Hey, do you want to run the Neil Adams panel? And I was like, sure. That sounds awesome. And so I met Neil Adams. I was like, okay, um, I'm going to run your panel. He's like, yeah, I don't really need anybody to do that. I was like, okay. So I just introduced him and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, Neil Adams. And then he talked for an hour. Mm-hmm. 
And something similar happened with uh, Jonathan Hickman, who wrote for the Fantastic Four. He wrote for Marvel. He writes for Image and stuff like that. It was the same thing. I was like, I'm going to run your paint. And he's like, yeah, I don't really need anybody to do that. So I did the same thing. I just introduced him and mm-hmm. sat down and listened. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, Claremont was the same way. He just basically started talking. Yeah. <laughs> they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she took some questions from the audience for about half of the panel. So. How come your ass is so flat? <laughs> Why won't you let Bane get a picture with you? On the table so much. Bitch, you tripping. Now, those would have been my questions. Why is your ass so flat? Why won't you let Ben take a picture with you? <laughs> and bitch, you tripping. That would have been all he, three of my questions. Next, next year, we'll get her. <laughs> uh, like, he thought about asking, but he was like, you know what? Maybe I might want to interview some more people at panels in the future. So maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, that would have been my... And I would have asked, bitch, you tripping as a question. Question mark. <laughs> Bitch, you tripping. We're all the question mark in the air. Sir, what's your third question? Bitch, Uh, you tripping. Bitch, you tripping. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I am tripping. I'm actually tripping balls. It's pretty awesome right now. (laughs) It kind of makes these things tolerable. Your Honor, please direct the witness to answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you tripping. (laughs) So Gates McFadden, that's pretty fun. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I mean, as far as as far as Star Trek goes, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I mean, that's a that's a good get. Yeah. You know, Gates McFadden. I mean, wow, wow, he's that way. We haven't met her yet. No. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, uh, I, I doubt she could replace our best friend. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's our man's in them. I actually yeah. had one of my recent Facebook memories was a picture of me and Dennis talking to our best friend in the whole wide world, our BF. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, good times. It was wonderful. Reading Rainbow Ass. Look at him. He's great. <laughs> Kuta. Yeah, buddy. So uh so so this episode is called Little Green Men. Yeah. All right, so Nog is selling all of his stuff. Cause he's leaving. Like this is it. Yeah. And that makes sense for Frankie to do something like this. Yeah. Trying to make some money real quick. But what does he need money for? He's going to Earth. Like, they don't have money on Earth. I mean, if you're Ferengi, you always need money. Mm-hmm. You always got to have a fat stack. All right. You have street cred. Hire at some point or have kids or something. You know. Yeah, you Why can not? invest it. Exactly. Put it into a nice mutual fund or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so... um Cork tells Rom to go check out this this shuttle that he got from his cousin Gala. Okay. That I guess he was supposed to give him a long time ago, but now he finally got it. Now, are these like real cousins, or is it how sometimes like my African American friends in like junior high would talk about yes. they they cousins? I think it's like your African African American friends. Okay, because back in the day, I always thought it was because I was young and naive. I didn't know any better. All my black friends were cousins. And I was like, how do you have so many cousins? And the guy was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, I don't know these things. Yo, cracker. <laughs> Yo, you dumbass white boy. And I just learned something new today. <laughs> what did you learn today? That they're not all cousins? I didn't know. Like, because like, people were like that in my school too. See, these I are cool. A, I figured it was just a small town. Everybody <laughs> fucking knows each other. Everybody's related to each other. <laughs> it's a small town. <laughs> it it was though to be fair like it was we had one high school for the entire county okay so that is pretty small yeah. 
So now, I figured where, it's where my dad grew up, they pretty much were all cousins. They cousins. So. <laughs> I'm down with that. So in Dennis's case, they were all cousins. In Jenny, well, maybe even in Jenny's case, they might have been. But at Brandon Junior High School in 1991, probably not all cousins, just friends. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, there was like a thousand kids that went to my junior high school. It was nuts. But not all cousins. They friends. All right. Okay. So this is a friend, not a cousin. His cousin, his cousin Gala. Okay. So yeah, so Rom Rom checks out. It's it's in wonderful condition because Quark thought something might be fucked up with it. Well, oh, because Gala's trying to fuck him over, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I don't think, and see, that's the thing. I don't think he bought it from him. I think maybe he like won it from him in a game or something. Okay. <laughs> like, so a, like a, like a hand, Fall. like a great hand of Sabak or something. Okay. You know? Much like the Millennium Falcon. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So they're going to take it on a maiden voyage to Earth to drop off Nog okay. at Starfleet Academy. Because I guess it's far enough away where they could really put it through its paces. It's kind of the excuse that uh, Quark gives because he's trying to act like he's not being nice. But I think deep down inside, he really he's going to miss Nog. Of course you're going to miss Nog's a good worker. You know? Yeah. And he's a good kid, and he's pretty smart, and he fixes a lot of stuff, and he ain't hurting nobody, that Nog. He best friends with your mans and them, with tall-ass Jake. Super tall Jake. There's a scene where Jake is walking him to the shuttle, and they're on the promenade, and Jake is literally twice his size. Yeah, like, (laughs) it looks like that's his son at this point, like... Like Jake adopted Nog as like his dumbass son, and he's like, yeah. Jake might as well be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's just fucking <laughs> tall as shit. But I mean, there were points that were in like the the one episode where like um, Jake was moving through time to try to save his dad, where he was walking through a doorway on the Defiant, and he had to duck to get through because he's gigantic. Yeah, I mean, he's he just a, actually super tall. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. And I believe he's actually really cousins with Kenny Lofton, the old baseball player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe Kenny Lofton, the old baseball player, is Wait, isn't, his cousin. Doesn't Kenny Lofton has a cousin who plays a different sport, I want to say? That's racist. Mm. Well, I do know that uh, Dwight Gooden and Gary, Gary Sheffield, Sheffield are cousins. They cousins. But Eric Davis and Darryl I remember that because I got a Gary Sheffield baseball card from a box of honeycomb. Was <laughs> that was that was the fact that was on the back of it. Right. <laughs> and Daryl Strawberry and Eric Davis ain't cousins; they just friends. <laughs> but they both grew up like in Compton or whatever. But not cousins, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. I didn't, I never heard that one before. Mm-hmm. They're they're boys. They're remember when they all remember when they all went to the Dodgers together, and it was like when Strawberry went to the Dodgers and Eric Davis went to the Dodgers. It was like their boyhood friends come together to be on this team or whatever. You don't remember that? I don't remember the story. I mean, I mean obviously, I remember when they played with the Dodgers. It was like two Rickies as opposed to Ricky and 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 Doughboy. There was two Rickies <laughs> in that neighborhood. Yeah. Man, Eric Davis was real good. But they didn't get shot running from those dudes. They lived and played baseball. 
And then one of them became addicted to drugs. And then well, one of them continued then, to be addicted to drugs. And then one of them got <laughs> called uh, a million dollar N word by her owner. I don't yeah. know if you, if you remember that, which is weird because well, March, he wasn't the first one, probably. <laughs> that was the one that I think I'm sure Joe Morgan caught that one a couple that times. That was the straw that broke the camel's <laughs> back, I believe, with Marge Shot. And it's weird because she was the not the Nazi stuff. Uh, all that, yeah, all that stuff, like it all. Yeah. But the weird part about Marge Shot is living in Cincinnati. Are the Shot family? They give money to everything in every place you can possibly imagine. Like they have like the shot wing of the zoo and the shot exhibit here. And like, they're a huge, huge part of Cincinnati. And it's just so weird to me that I'm like, that lady's a like a crazy racist person. They're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Kind of like she gives up money everywhere. Yeah, so so I think right. it's just kind of like your old racist grandpa where you're like, yeah, you know, grandpa is kind of a crazy. She's from a different time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time is that? I don't want that time to ever happen again. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's very, uh, she has, her family is a lot of philanthropy here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I mean, it's everywhere. It's crazy. Makes sense. Like, yeah, probably, I guess. I mean, to own a baseball team, you know, yeah. from that era, you kind of have to be somebody. Oh, yeah, totally. So, anywho. Didn't Eric Davis got cancer, right? Yeah, so did Joe Strawberry. Yeah. They're friends. Friend they got friend canceled. Oh my god! They got friend. They got the friend canceled. Oh, you got it too. Hey, we friends. We cancer friends. Oh, doctor, you telling me I have cancer? Yes. Now, do you have any friends? Because they might have this cancer. This oh is a very god. common cancer that friends often contract at the same time. I don't want no friends. I'm gonna get it. No friends for me, hey, Jack. Best to be a loner so you don't get that friends cancer. I don't need no friends cancer. You better get out of my face with that crazy stuff. Like I'm safe. You have friends, Jenny. It, it spreads faster if you watch Friends. Hey, oh well, I'm good then. I, I'm I'm immune. I've never seen that show. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, I've never really seen it. So you never seen Friends? No. Really? Yeah. I've, I, I may have watched an episode and knew that it was not for me and never tried again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This show, is in, this show doesn't speak to me. This show is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I never, I never liked Friends. I always thought it was odd that Jennifer Aniston's nipples were always hard. Um, <laughs> like always. That's the only thing I ever saw of that show. Anytime I was like, her nipples are hard again. Like, what are they, what's the temperature in the studio that they keep it at in this fucking place? It's they like, have a fan directly over her head <laughs> at all times. That doesn't magically move her hair at all. Like, yeah, I just didn't get yeah. friends. I just wasn't into it. Yeah. Did you watch? I, did you watch Friends, Dennis? Yeah. Well, I was at the academy at the time, and that doesn't make it right. everybody watched it. That doesn't make it right. If I don't know. It's like one of those every- things because you couldn't have um, until you were a senior. You couldn't have a TV in your room, mm-hmm. so we all had to use the the one common area for each squadron, and so whatever the majority wanted to watch is what got watched on the TV. Uh-huh. So Thursday nights, Seinfeld, Friends, all that, that kind of sense. stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, but you still didn't have to watch it. You could have closed your eyes. Yeah, but I mean, the only alternative was do homework. Just, I wasn't doing that. Or just masturbate like everybody else does, like a normal person. 
Yeah. What's wrong with you? You must be I, I did that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need you had to fill the spank bank back then because yeah, there was no internets. That's true. All right, you know, not any good internets. It was all still photos. I mean, but that yeah, took but I, ten minutes to load. Yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I still found a way. Yeah. When you're a horny teenager, there's a way. There's always a way. Always, <laughs> always trouble. The, the the wind can blow just right to get you hard. Ooh, I know what I'm doing. Hate <laughs> when that happens. I change. I guess yeah. to I guess to change my plans. <laughs> Better take care of this. This ain't going to take care of itself now. I'm going to go touch my PD. I get mad when I get random boners now because I'm like, damn it, don't waste them. Yeah, I was. And I've was, got to be getting high on my lifetime count. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to max. Like a limited number or something. I've always, I've I'm always, afraid of that. Yeah. I've always agreed. Uh, I've always subscribed to that. That there's, like, when you're born, you're you're given a set number of erections. Yeah. And when you're out, you're out. That's it's just such, it's such a bummer when I'm just sitting at work and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, what's going on here? It's like you no. still get those. That's go so, away. That's so <laughs> weird that you still get those. Yeah. You still get phantom boners. Yeah. Then I gotta, I gotta sit down because I can't walk around with a <laughs> raging, raging boner in my pants. <laughs> Why, Dennis? I think you can. You just choose not to. I could. If yeah. You're a coward. I am. Yeah. You know what? I am. <laughs> Dennis doesn't want to lose his. Job. I don't want all these ladies trying to wreck my home. Lose your jobs. You come home and your foreign wife yells at you for losing your job because you yeah. have a boner. Yeah, I mean, I get yelled at for enough things. I don't need to add that to the yeah, list. I'm sure your wife, your wife yells at you for having a boner too, so you don't need her yelling at you because you know mm, that'd be tough. Yeah, Dennis, what did I tell you about being a sex maniac? <laughs> I don't know what a that's a good Turkish accent or not. That's as good as you're gonna get from me. Uh, it may not have been in the ballpark, but it is probably the right sport at least. So. <laughs> Dennis, I told you not to be such a sex pervert. <laughs> oh, damn it. Random boner again. <laughs> well, that's not random. It's just, <laughs> we, we enticing it. Mm. <laughs> make it come out. Talking that boner out of me. Mm. And baby, talk dirty to me. So. So, yeah. So. They're flying there, but halfway to the, <laughs> the flight to Earth, Rom figures out that Quark is actually smuggling some chemocyte, which is, what is dangerous, dangerous explosives. Because they can only go a certain warp, because if they go too fast, it might blow up. Okay, oh. all right. It's the, it's the politics of contraband. It's the smuggler's blues, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. That's the best song, dude. Like, I don't care what anybody says. That is the best Eagle solo song ever. Smuggler's Blues by Glenn Fry. If you haven't listened to it in a long time, I'll put it up on the Facebook page later so you guys can see. The Fat Smuggler's Blues. It's politics of contraband. It's the Smuggler's Blues. It's great, dude. I love that song. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Facebook, real quick, I just want to get it out of the way. 
Uh, I did indeed put up the poll about Russell Brand last week. <laughs> Is Russell Brand a white people thing? Uh, 59 with 44 votes. I got to say, that's a lot of votes. That is a lot of votes. I didn't think we'd get 44 votes when I put this up. The question was, is Russell Brand a white people thing? Uh, 59% of the audience said, yes, it indeed is. 41% said no. So I'm going to vote on it right now. You get one more vote for yes. There you go. Now it's 60, 40. Wow. I was trying really hard to find a picture of Russell Brand given like thumbs down, but I couldn't, but I did get a good thumbs up one, which I was pretty happy about. He, he really doesn't seem like a thumbs down kind of person to no, his credit, but that's the only thing I can credit to him. He's garbage. I, what were you going to say, Jenny? He's garbage. I like Russell Brand because he's kind of so open and honest about his addictions. I'll give him that. Um, you know, I, I, that's the one thing that I really kind of, as a person who is, I don't want to say struggled with addiction because it's not like I've ever gone after I quit. It's not like I ever went back to it or whatever, but, uh, I, I find his view on it and his take on it kind of refreshing, you know, and his insight into addiction, I think is cool. I can see that. So, and I also like the facts that like, sometimes he lets men blow him. I mean, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that too. I just he gets my damn nerves. Uh, see, I, it's again. I don't know. It's, it's just not funny. I I don't know. So I can read you For some me. of the. He's I can read funny. you. But again, you're not white. Exactly. That, you know? that I mean, that was that was my hypothesis. It's, and sixty percent of the audience says that he it's yeah. a white. Uh, and so, so if I'm this was Levitard, that means that anything over fifty percent means that it's true. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, Scott Caldwell says he's a nobody's thing. Um, somebody else agreed to that. Uh, Paul Gunter said he's like Tom Green, never saw the appeal. Dennis chimed in with, we have the smartest and best listeners. <laughs> um, somebody said he's, Jeremiah said he's like a durian. I don't know what that is. The fruit that is oh, like. durian. Yeah, durian. It looks like custard and smells horrible, but people love it. Um, That's very, very accurate. <laughs> That is the most accurate description I've ever yeah, heard for Russell that's, Brand. That's a really, really stinky fruit. Yeah. Uh, Alan, our good friend New Mutant on Twitter said, is no, but he damn show ain't for me a choice. Uh, and then somebody else just said, no, he's a Bob France thing. So there you go. Yeah. Those are some of the comments. Yeah. Well, I mean, more than just you have to like him, obviously. He has yeah. a career. Yeah, he's, I mean, he writes books that people read and stuff. I saw him on ice. He actually made Megan Kelly enjoyable to watch. I was at the gym and he was on Megan <laughs> Kelly, and I was like, "Wow, he can make Megan Kelly seem like charismatic." That's got to be hard. It's a lot of heavy on on her current show or when she was on, on her Fox? current show. Like her oh, current really? shows. Her current show is not good. I mean, for God's sakes, Dennis. She asked Jane Fonda if she ever had like a facelift and stuff. No, really? Yes. Like on television, she was like, oh, your facelifts and things like that or whatever. And Javon was like, bitch, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I'm 78 years old. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it was, yeah, it was really, really kind of weird. But anyway, so yeah, that's the, that'll be the I, next. You know, you said Jane Fonda, and for some reason, my brain imagined Jane Pauly. I was like, that's a really weird to ask yeah, Jane Pauly if she yeah, had a face. <laughs> No, this is Jane Fonda, who's great from, what's it called? Um, what's it Barbarella. She has, she said, well, that's, yeah, Barbarella's great, but I mean, she's also on uh, that show with the old ladies and the vibrators there. Mm. 
what? Yeah, um, uh, Grace, Frankie and Grace, or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't that's watched that. The old lady vibrator show. Yeah, that's the old lady vibrator show. It's a good show. Wait, do they use vibrators on themselves in the show? No, well, they use it on each other. Really? What? No. Oh, I, was uh, I was gonna start watching it like immediately. <laughs> Add to cue. No, they sell. They sell vibe. Like they're both of their like this, both of their husbands leave them for each other. Like they've known each other their whole lives. Their husbands have a law partner together, um, but they're they're closet homosexuals. Uh. They leave at the, at like their their retirement or whatever. That at a ripe old age of like seventy, they leave each other. They leave their wives for each other, and they're kind of forced to live together, and then. It's pretty funny. It's good. Wait, so did their wives know that they were gay the whole time? No, they had no idea. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That it sounds a little too sad. Like I, I don't know if I could get past that for the comedy aspect it's, of it. It is kind of sad and they, they definitely delve into the sadness of it because like now these two women are alone, you yeah. know, in, in their twilight years, but then they kind of have each other, but they don't really like each other, but they grow to kind of love each other. It's a good show, I'm telling you. All the time. <laughs> okay. They just be diking out like a mug. Double-ended dildos. Yeah, baby. Put your nice. tongue in my. Mm. Man, Netflix is really. I mean, you know, they, they got to appeal to a broad audience. <laughs> Who doesn't want? Certainly watch... piqued my interest now. Who doesn't want to watch two audience. old ladies bump clams, bro? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I won't say I'm not curious. <laughs> I mean, especially one of those ladies is Jane Fonda. I mean, and who's the other one? Uh, uh, like Lily Tomlin or something. Like yes, and Lily Tomlin's oh, just really? a goddamn comedy genius. So it's yeah, worth. She's it. wonderful. Yeah, so it's definitely worth watching. And Sam Waterstein's in it. Um, oh, Sam really? Wal- is he one of the gay? Yes, people? him and and Martin Sheen are the the gay couple. What? It's I'm telling you, the show's really but good. See, I've been watching a lot of Law and Order. I don't know if I could go back to watching that. <laughs> Part of it, that's why part of it's great because in your head you're thinking like Jack McCoy left New York <laughs> City and went to California and became a gay homosexual. I mean, he was really leaning into his heterosexuality too. I mean, he yeah, was such a ladies' man as Jack McCoy, DA. He loves, he loves peeing. Yeah. Good show. I'm telling you, watch it. And then I think uh, Keith David shows up in it later as Lily Tomlin's boyfriend. Um, Alan Embry, you know who he is. He was in... Um, uh, that thing you do. He was the bass player. That thing you do. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. Um, oh, okay. He plays yeah. uh, a hippie dude um, who's like a recovering drug addict who is um, Lily Tomlin's son. So he's pretty. It's a good. I'm t- it's a good show. It's a good show. Stephanie and I watched a little bit of it. I need to get back in. It's just one of those things that like just kind of. I'll watch like four episodes and we'll start watching The Office again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's fun. It's good. It helps if it's a show that I can put on in the background while I'm working on other things. Cause yeah. that's the only time that's the only way I can watch anything, which is why I've been watching the shit out of law and order lately, because I can just sit there and put it on and not pay attention to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like whenever you hear that, dong, dong, that's when you know to look up and see what's going on now. Yeah. <laughs> law and order is a great show. Like don't sleep on law and order though. I mean, like, I love Lenny Briscoe. He may be one of my favorite TV characters of all time. Yeah, I could see that. You know, and like he does such good work. I mean, with everybody, like the the episodes with Green are awesome. The episodes yeah. with uh, Benjamin Bratt also good. Like I love Lenny Briscoe. 
See, I, I accidentally watched one of the later episodes because I just set my DVR to like record every episode, nice. right? So like I accidentally played one from like season 21 or something and there's like totally different people on it. Yes. And uh, McCoy is like the the DA or something. Yes. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? But you With know what? Cutter and yeah. Connie. It actually got pretty good then. Though, I, I like that grouping. Yeah, yeah with... Jeremy Sisto yep. and uh, Anthony Anderson yeah, as the cops. Was, once it started getting good again, they canceled it. Yeah. Mm. like, yeah, they had Jeremy Sisto and Anthony Anderson, and then they had um, Cutter, who was... Um, Linus, uh, Linus Roach. Yes, he's a British dude. He played... Um, he's awesome, man. I like that guy. Yeah, so do I. I think he's great. And then, uh, and then Connie was awesome. It was a good... I'm t- that's mm, when I got really... Connie Ruberosa. <laughs> yeah, she's fine, daddy it did go through kind of a snoozer period where like they really didn't know what they were doing. Cause like when Lenny Briscoe left, then they brought in, um, uh, Dennis Farina. Yeah. yeah, Who was pretty good. Um, and then him and green were together and then green left and then they stuck him with, wasn't Michael Imperioli on the show for a little while. He was on the show for a little while, but, um, but then green comes back. Right. Yeah, because Green had like a gambling problem or some weird shit like that. Yeah. Um, or he got shot or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I think he did get shot. But the first he time also- he left, he got shot. And then yeah. when he finally left, it was because he killed some guy because yeah. of his friend's gambling issues. Yeah. But I liked Green a lot. I thought Green was cool. And then they brought in Jeremy Sisso. And then yeah, it kind of went through some weird. He, when he, they brought him in, it was kind of weird because he was like on like some FBI posting overseas or something. And so yeah. he was all ratty and everything and used to dealing with terrorists. <laughs> it was just, it was kind of weird. And he was with Dennis Farina at first, wasn't he? No, he was with uh, Ed Green. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to watch episodes that Lenny Briscoe isn't in. Because he wasn't in the first two seasons, I yeah. don't think. And those are just like, what the fuck? Like, there's shows without Briscoe? This is stupid. The ones I'm watching right now are from, like, the mid-90s when they're just trying to, like, introduce, um, like, any kind of technology. The, the internet has become a thing, <laughs> and it's kind of hilarious. It's kind of yeah, like watching the movie Hackers, where they're, they're like, oh, they're on an electronic bulletin board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Doesn't this electronic mail have a return address? <laughs> <laughs> Some of those early seasons are pretty fucking racy. <laughs> like just the 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 uh the content that they cover and everything. Like a lot of it is race issues type of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh there's a lot of sex type things happening. It's yeah, like really they were really kind of uh, more lowbrow than the show kind of became eventually. Yeah. Well, then they, started okay. do, then they started doing a lot of rip from the headlines. Yeah. And like the, the rip from the headlines episodes were always, I mean, they were okay, I guess. That's yeah, a good show. I mean, it's good. It's a good study now. show. Like you said, Jenny, yeah. when you're doing something, it's good to have it on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but like, yeah, but I love, I love me some Lenny Briscoe, Jack. I remember when he died, I was real sad. Yeah. He was a song and dance man. He was in Chicago, for God's sakes. Jerry Orbach. I love Jerry Orbach. He's awesome. 
So, and that's why it was cool when him and Ed were on the show together because Ed was a song and dance man too. Oh, I love I love Jesse L. Martin. Yeah. Like I, when I watch the flash, I just imagine that it's Ed green. He's, he's done like a witness relocation or something. So he changed his name to, uh, um, shit. What's his name? I don't know, but you know, you know, Joe West, Joe, right? Joe West. They they cousins, Ed green and Joe West. They cousins. Yeah. (laughs) Identical cousins. Yeah. That's like Patty Duke, son. (laughs) So. But anywho, let's get back to uh <laughs> Yeah, so so they um sabotage they, Yeah, they start getting close to Earth, but they can't come out of warp. Smugglers blue. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happens, man. <laughs> so Rom comes up with the idea that if they blow up a little bit of the, the chemocyte, then they can make the ship stop. Uh Otherwise, they're just going to keep accelerating until they blow up anyway. So okay. they give it a shot. And uh, everybody passes out. And nice. when they wake up. They were huffing. Yeah. When they wake up, they were in like an exam room with oh, like word. pictures of brains on the wall and mm-hmm. all kinds of medical, you know, stethoscopes and everything all around them, scalpels. That's kinky. And yeah. then they wake up and beat the crap out of the first person they see. Well, I mean, yeah, that's normally what you do. You know? At least if you're that's a... That's what I do. Yep. If you're a party member on Door Trek Adventures, that's the first thing you do. You start kicking somebody's ass. I'm a... What the fuck? <laughs> hey, motherfucker. Where are we? Where? Why are you, where, why are you keeping us in here? You scream, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I swear to God, bitch, I'll kill you and your whole fucking family. <gasps> Real Don't make me eat your penis <laughs> <laughs> with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they wake up and they in this weird. They're room. in Roswell, New Mexico, oh, July wow. nineteen forty-seven. Oh, now does um. Does Rom become his own grandfather? That's what. That's what the first thing I thought. I was like, which one of these guys? Because they start showing like some of the soldiers who are around and everything. Like, which guy is Fry's grandpa? Oh, man, that's <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes of any TV shows ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love. Future. I thought that's where it was going when he's like, "Hey, lady, at least I'm not my own grandpa." <laughs> that's like when Futurama was right. Futurama was right. Like, dude, uh, does that make sense? Best shows. Yeah. yeah. Because some of the newer episodes that they brought back when they kind of redid it weren't as great as some of the first run, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Comedy Central started doing new live ones, I was like, oh, this is really awesome. And then I was like, hmm. It's still a good show, though. Like, yeah. if you go back and watch it now, it's, it holds up pretty well. No, Futurama's great. I love Futurama. I love I love robot I love the robot devil. <laughs> the robot preacher is pretty great too. Yeah, robot preacher is great. I love hedonism bot. Like, yeah. he's a he's a couch. <laughs> yeah. And calculon. Yeah, calculon's great. I just love that show. They have a lot of quality robots on that show. Yeah, <laughs> I love uh, I love the what's his name the captain. Zap. Yeah, Zap yeah. Brannigan. Zap Brannigan's great. That was the best one, uh, Billy West. Kiff. 
when Billy West was reading all the Trump tweets in Zap Brannigan voice. Have you guys seen, have you seen that online? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Like, that was the best thing ever. I don't know whether I like that or uh, Mark Hamill reading them as Joker better. The Joker was pretty great. Uh, yeah. The Joker is good, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just appreciate the comedy of it. Although even the one, there was uh, the one YouTube page where the guy would like slow down Trump's uh, speeches to like half speed or three quarter speed or something. So it's just slow enough. It sounds like he's super hammered. <laughs> they were great. It's probably not very far off to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's no. what I was thinking. So maybe it doesn't make him sound like it, but it exposes his drunkenness. Yes. Yeah. Although he doesn't drink apparently. I mean, so. who, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. Of course, right. uh, I mean, he's not known to lie, is he? <laughs> not at all. That's what he's the most honest man. So. <sighs> so, yeah, so they wake up in Roswell, and I imagine that causes all kind of havoc, right? Because, I mean, you know, yeah. they're aliens and stuff. Yeah, and they're, uh, you know, so the soldiers are watching. They can't understand them because their universal translators are on the fritz. Ah. I guess the so, blast like screwed up the frequency or something, something. Yeah, which so, I guess we so, learned that their universal translators are in their ears for some reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so like Quark doesn't speak English then? No, yeah, they're speaking Ferengi. So, but wait a minute. So that means on the TV show now when I'm watching... The only reason why I understand Quark is because I have a universal translator in. No, it. I guess it works both ways, apparently. <laughs> That's. Well, that definitely doesn't make any sense. Yeah, now I'm confused. I always just assumed that he was speaking English, but he's not? I just assumed that the when they recorded it, they had a universal translator on the mics for the show. And then that translated it so we can understand it. It's like Han Solo and Chewbacca. Like, they understand each other, you know, like... That could be too, yeah. Everybody can speak their native language and everybody understands each other. But that's apparently not what's happening. Apparently, the universal translators are just translating everybody all the time. It just makes everybody backwards. So nobody nobody on Deep Space Nine speaks the same language? Uh, Apparently not. So that means, like, there's a good chance that, like, Kira and... Um, uh, Cisco don't both speak English. She's speaking Bajoran. He's speaking Common. Universal translator. Nah, man, I'm not. Nah, yeah, nah and, that doesn't uh, work. Dax is speaking Trill. Yeah, no, that and, doesn't make any see, sense. And see, it doesn't make any sense when like the Klingons start speaking Klingon. Why is it not? Why is it only translating some stuff that they say? Yeah, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Translators are racist. Yeah. I just assumed everybody spoke English. So so this whole time he's speaking Ferengi. It's just it's all been universally translated for my eardrums. Yeah. I would assume though that like everybody who's been through Starfleet Academy is speaking English or whatever they common you know, whatever language is in the future. Yeah, you know? I imagine American. Right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, they're speaking goddamn American. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine everyone in Starfleet speaks common. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I guess. I mean, but the ships all have universal translators, and I don't know. Man, this is hurting my brain, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it really is kind of lame to, to have it go like this. Like, not have it be a device that they're wearing or anything, but have it actually be an implant in their heads. 
was mm-hmm. just kind of weird because does everybody have an implant in their head or just the Ferengi? I think everybody does. But I thought it would be something that like would be almost like an implant in your brain or something so that you can speak it as well as hear it, you know? And it's yeah. not like something that would fall out or, you know. You yeah, exactly. Because it's never, get like, fried. nothing has ever gone wrong with the Universal Translator like this before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they've been through some weird shit. Like when they went back in time to the, the Bell Riots Nothing yeah. happened to him then, you know. Yeah, but they were all speaking English because they were part of the uh, star part of Starfleet. That's true. That's true. No, because uh, no, well, yeah, because they were all everyone who went back for the bell rights was part of Starfleet. Mm-hmm. No, because um, well, Dax, she was a trill though. Drag, yeah, but she's Starfleet, so I, I'm gonna assume she speaks. Her, she her, is hundreds of years old, so she probably can speak a few languages. She's had lots of tongues in her baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to imagine that um, Starfleet's primary language is English that, because that's from Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Has well, to be. it started in Montana, right? So Yeah. That's where, all the, that's where all the Nazis live. Now, um, <laughs> I, I mean... Uh, I'm not wrong, um, but uh, but then in that episode though with the Bell Riots, Kira showed up because remember Kira and oh. and what's his name? Uh, why is my brain just not working tonight? Kira and O'Brien show up there. Oh yeah. So maybe Kira speaks the English too. That maybe. doesn't make any sense. Why would she speak English? Because she grew up on Cardassian occupied Bajor. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, she would be able to speak Cardassian. But all the Cardassians speak English, too. Nah, I don't know, man. It's just kind of fishy. Yeah, it's weird. Like, this is the part of Star Trek that makes my brain hurt. So I Yeah, just... you can't really think about it too much. But, yeah. like, when they do something like this, they're like, oh, here, let me fix your universal translator in your ear. Then it makes you ask all these questions. Like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who all has yeah. universal translators and... How has this been working all this time up until now? Yeah, and the thing say. is, like, I could understand if it was like a weird plot device that they needed for the story, but they really didn't need it other than to just fill time for this story. It just made it inconvenient for them to communicate. Yeah, with and anybody to make it for, like, that much clearer that these people are aliens, you know, like because they're speaking a weird language and they can't really understand what the humans are saying. Because mm-hmm. even when the humans talk, they show it from the from the Ferengi point of view, and it's all kind of garbled and everything. That doesn't make any sense at all now. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody's going to know how to speak a lot of languages, it's going to be a Ferengi because that they need to make money on every planet. Yeah. Which makes me think, okay, so this universal translator is like, it's actually in their nervous system. So it's actually converting everything they hear into a language they can understand. It's like the uh, the babble fish. Or no, whatever, but no, know? yeah, but then how would Jake and Nog be friends? Because Jake is speaking English, and Nog Nog would be speaking Ferengi. But Nog always has his universal translator in. So, and so I can understand. I can see how, how they can understand out, exactly. How does it come out? Exactly. That's the thing that's not answerable by this. Is there a universal tongue mm. that makes your tongue move? Yeah. <laughs> Because if it's on the fritz, then when you, when you're trying to speak your native language, if it forces you to, now nah, it doesn't make any sense. Because what if there's a whole bunch of different aliens in a room? Yeah, like they all have to be able to understand each other. You can't 
be speaking more than one language at one time. And then like when it was on the fritz. They shouldn't be able to communicate with each other if it's affecting how they speak. Yeah. yeah. And the audience sure should, should know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So this is. That's why we need Ben here to, to answer these tough questions for us. To, to make up something. Exactly. Some kind of, some kind of bullshit that some, he's going to seem make it seem like it's canon. Uh, Dennis, I believe the word you're looking for is gobbledygook. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, so then like, because at least on Discovery, everyone is speaking English. The Klingons are speaking Klingon and it's subtitled. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I can, I guess I can understand, you know, from a production standpoint, that would get tough to keep up over 22 episode season. No, son. <laughs> they all just spell like you know what let's just say they all speak English. especially for ds9 because like okay any other show they're always on a federation ship basically mm-hmm. but this is like there's new aliens coming in every episode from all corners of the yeah, then how does the galaxy. universal translator pick all that shit up so quickly it, well remember when the uh the the people that had like the sally brown hair came over from the gamma quadrant and they, it, they, it took a while for the universal translator to figure out what they were saying. Uh huh. I do. Like it, it takes a little while for it to kind of pick up on the, uh, you know, the communication. Yeah, but how would it work like that? Like it can just hear a language, and then all of a sudden you. And it's the future, baby. But all of a sudden you can hear it and speak it fluently just from hearing like a few sentences. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Man, do you know what? Fuck Star Trek. I'm done. I quit. This is the last. This is the last episode of this podcast. This show done fucked it all up for everybody. It's Just like ignore uh, that this episode even exists. Have you ever seen the movie The Thirteenth Warrior with uh, Antonio Banderas? Why would I watch a movie with Antonio? Uh, I I went to go see this with a friend of mine. And um, hopefully, you guys ain't friends no more. <laughs> no, but they just uh, to go make out. It's yeah. There's a point in this. Like, yeah, I think Let's he's go supposed watch to be the hot Spanish guy. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he's supposed to be from Spain in the movie uh-huh. and he ends up with these Vikings. And so they're all speaking, you know, Norwegian or whatever, their Viking, Viking languages. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't understand it at the beginning of the movie. But then they do this semi montage, I guess, uh-huh. which is supposed to take place over a week. And like he starts picking up and by the end of the week he can be fluent in their language. And I was like, that's such bullshit. There's no way that, but he got a that could ever happen. Yeah. There's no way that could happen. But my friend, she's a linguist, and she's like, oh, no. I mean, he's a linguist, so they're very good at picking up other languages and stuff. It's like, there ain't no way. Look at my face. Yeah. Come on. Bitch, you trick. I was born at night. It wasn't last night. <laughs> that's, what I, that's always one of my favorites. <laughs> I love that. Beat you tripping. So, yeah, so this whole universal translator thing is just, like Jenny said, it's basically there to take up time. Yeah, it would, this would have ruined the whole episode for me. Yeah, it was, it was kind of bad. That was honestly not the worst part of this episode. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, it really was like, it was just a stupid kind of time filler for this episode. It, it wasn't a plot device. It was just a thing to make them be like, have a a problem to solve for about 10 minutes to fill time. That's it. Well, yeah. looky here, we got technology. <laughs> yeah. So they borrow the lady's hairpin and. You yeah. Know, Cause there's one lady who's, who's it. there to be the nurse. Uh-huh. Cause that's what women did in the 1940s. Uh-huh. 
And they and just jammed it in. She's the there. Her boyfriend's a scientist and everybody else is military people. Okay. And so the scientist is supposed to be there to try and, you know, establish communications and figure out why the, why these aliens are there. So they figure out the whole universal translator. They start communicating. And of course, Quark initially, you know, he's like, Hey, I want to sell you all this awesome technology we have. <laughs> you want a transporter? You want to travel at warp speed? I can provide it to you. All you need to do is give me a, like two million bars of gold. And so the general is like, okay, well, I need to talk to the president about this. So he goes to do that. And this whole time they're like uh, tricking the nurse into giving them ear massages. Oh, okay. Basically. I yeah. mean, she's, she's basically giving a nog a hand job. Okay. She doesn't know she's doing it. Yeah. It was creepy, but also hilarious. That was yeah. probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah, because he's like, oh, my, my ears hurt. Can you, can you give me a massage? And then Ram is like, oh, you know, my ears are kind of hurting now, too. <laughs> <laughs> but does, I mean, they also have to understand how the future works. And like, if they sell them this stuff, they're fucking up the whole right. time. Nog actually said something to him. He, he basically said, don't F with time. Yeah. 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 But Quark is like, man, I'll make a whole new timeline where I run the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> and so all the, all the humans leave and uh, they left the dog in the room and then the dog surprise turns into Odo. <laughs> How did they not notice that they, they left a dog in the room that they didn't bring in with them to begin with? Hey, where's Fido? Yeah. Why is there an extra dog here? Like Why they, they did make a point. A medical facility? They did make a point right before that. Like there was a scene outside where the general's about to go call the president or whatever. And then the dog runs up and the guy pets the dog. So they established, hey, there's a dog here. So that they could bring the dog into the room with them. This later. dog is really hot and heavy. Yeah. <laughs> get this thing out of here. Oh, it's a good sized dog. It's like a German Shepherd or something. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so he probably didn't have to get too hot and heavy. <laughs> so yeah all so right. Odo, Odo's like alright you're under arrest for smuggling Kibasite <laughs> but, yeah. but do you think that, the court's that, like man fuck you there ain't no court you could take me to yeah should that be Odo's priority at this point like I'm gonna arrest you right. in 19 19- yeah Odo, Odo is being pretty dumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> made no fucking sense like he doesn't know how to do anything else but be the constable and a dog yeah <laughs> and a chair look i only know how to turn into things that arrest people all right yeah. how many butts did you sniff on your way here? a bunch <laughs> why are you asking <laughs> don't a- ask the question if you're afraid of the answer yeah <laughs> that would be awesome if he ended up getting uh neutered <laughs> but he didn't want to blow his cover so he had to go through with it and then the the second half of the episode is them trying to recover his uh, his cut off testicles. Well, to be fair, he doesn't have testicles anyway. Like, but he, I mean, they have to cut off something, right? Yeah, but it would. So just when be, they cut it off, it would turn into goo. They're <laughs> 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 like, that's never happened before. Uh, we should probably put this dog to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would watch that episode. <laughs> It's basically Odo the Shaggy DA. (laughs) 
So yeah, so then they basically, at this point, they're fighting amongst each other because Quark wants to stay there and get rich. Everybody else wants to try and find a way back to the 24th century. Which makes sense. Yeah. So eventually they figure out that, you know, the general is not going to let them go. They're basically going to take him prisoner and dissect them and all kinds of crazy Ooh, that shit that people, fun. you know, what yeah. we do with aliens when we find them, yeah. basically. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess they also figure out that there's going to be a nuclear test soon. And uh-huh. Rom is like, okay, well, we came back in time by exposing the chemocyte to the warp signature. So if we expose the chemocyte to the nuclear blast, the beta radiation will send us forward in the future. Science, science, science. Exactly. <laughs> so we just need to get Doc Brown to go up to the top of the clock tower yeah. and harness the power of the nuclear bomb. <laughs> exactly. Isn't it interesting how like all their hypotheses normally just work? Yeah. yeah. They just throw out one idea. Oh, sure that's gonna work that's fine because yeah. i mean they're sitting there spitballing about how are we gonna get back to the future and rom's like well we need a warp signature which we can't do because nobody has warp drive now and or we need something else or we need like a massive amount of beta radiation but i don't know where we're gonna find that and then uh nog uh his going away gift from uh julian just happens to be a whole bunch of beta radiation. Well, it, it's like, no, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a encyclopedia about Earth, like okay. Earth history and everything like that. And he's been reading it the whole time. He's like, oh, you know, I recognize these uniforms. These people are military from Australia. And they blew up a lot of nuclear bombs during this time. And that emits a lot of beta radiation. And so this, you know, this is all just a bunch. It's a big contrived mess, basically. Yeah. This whole okay. episode. So. So, so this is all just bullshit. The the scientist and his nurse girlfriend, they don't want the aliens to get hurt, so they help them escape. And they go get the ship and take off and go back to the future. But I tell you what though, it doesn't like it does sound kind of whack, but I mean it sounds at least it sounds entertaining. I think it was entertaining because it was a Ferengi episode, basically. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite parts about it because of that book that he got for his going away present is when he's going through and it's like, hey, have you ever read about the Bell Riots? Don't forget that this guy looks just like Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> and then what does Quark like, say? All humans look alike. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, he's right. Yeah, it's true. You know, I just thought it was great that they did a little callback to that episode. Yeah. Somebody actually noticed. Yeah. That is funny. I yeah. love and it. so when they get back to the station Quark gets arrested for smuggling huh of course right? yeah. sounds good to me yeah. I mean, dun, 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 dun. I, and that's it okay now I'm gonna go back and watch this episode and I'll give you my score next week with me. Yeah. Okay. I will say I enjoyed it I, I mean a lot of things about it were terrible and stupid <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun like I had fun watching it <laughs> Yeah, I think this episode was dumb and awful, but I mean, you know, not bad overall. Yeah. The thing, the, whole, to me the book that, that he had was kind of stupid. I mean, it was like obviously just there as a plot device. Yeah, the every everything was just plot devices after a plot device introduced <laughs> yes. so that he could move the story along. Yeah, 
If this was a TNG episode, it would be like a pretty good episode. Really? <laughs> but <laughs> like, I feel like the bar has been raised a little bit higher for DS9. See, I'm going to agree with you on that. I think <laughs> DS9 is a better program. It's yeah. definitely a better storytelling yeah. show. Yeah. Okay. I will say, um, as I was watching this, I was like, you know, this is kind of a goofy episode. They're setting us up for like a really awesome episode next. And so I looked at what was coming up next. Klingons, baby. Yeah. All right. And I mean, like, I think every now and then you need a goofy, like, because sometimes... You have to cleanse the palate. Yeah. Sometimes the show is very serious. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the last episode, Starship Down, was, I guess, kind of serious. You know, there's some serious shit going on in here. I mean, a bunch of wars and the Defiant getting blowed up and people being stuck out in the middle of nowhere and Jem Hadar everywhere. So you have like a silly little episode. Yeah. You know? See, and I actually missed the last two episodes. I haven't caught up at all. So I kind of, I didn't get that, like, this is the dark episode followed right by the kind of silly time travel episode. So I might have had a different opinion about it if I had watched the last two. And I mean, and I can watch Quark and and, and Nog and fucking... um, Ram and Odo. Yeah, I can watch them do anything because I find them super entertaining. That was basically the main reason why I like this episode. I mean, it was, like Dennis said, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. It was just an episode, but it was still because it was a Ferengi episode. It was, yeah. it was entertaining. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. So, yeah. Jenny, what do you what do you rate it? Uh, I'm gonna, man. I feel like I'm being a little harsh, but I'm gonna give it a. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Whoa, that's really low. Maybe like a five. It. I'm like, right. You right. don't have to give it a higher rating because I said, whoa, that's no, really no. low. I, I was like kind of hesitating because I wasn't sure if I, if it was like just average or slightly above average. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I said, it was because it was Ferengi. It kind of got a little bit of a bonus because if not, if it wasn't, if it wasn't Ferengi, if it was like, O'Brien and Julian and freaking um, Hira or something, it would be like a two. Wow. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Dennis, what do you say? I think this goes to show that um, a lot of these episodes kind of hinge on the performances of the people in it. And, you know, just having the right mix of characters and everything. So I I think they got this pretty, they did a pretty good job, I thought. I give this a six. A six? It's, it's, very entertaining in spite of itself. Okay. See, I like that she rated a little bit higher than I would have gone because that kind of like averages it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then I didn't watch it. I'd watch it, it again for sure. Okay. All right. I mean, sometimes Star Trek does episodes like this well. Yeah. You know? I mean, for what it was, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. It just wasn't... <laughs> Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it, but if it was on and I was just kind of like, oh, here's that episode again, that's, okay, cool, I'll, you know, I'll watch it again. Yeah, yeah, because I think sometimes, you know, they kind of phoned it in with the writing on this one. And sometimes you can tell, like, the actors are just like, well, they fucking, the script is garbage, and they don't really try as hard. But everybody seemed to put in a really good effort, so I think yeah. that made it a lot more, more entertaining. Who was the general? 
Like, he was one of those character actors that, like, I was like, oh, it's that guy, but I can't remember where I've seen it before. Charles Napier. He's in everything. Uh, he was, he's the voice of the crazy guy on The Critic, on The Boss. The oh, boss okay. Um, yes. He is also, he is in the original series episode, uh, The Way to Eden, where he plays, like, the weird space hippie guy playing the, playing the harp. Are you familiar with that episode of uh, the original series? Nope. Okay. Um, yeah, he's just in everything. Oh, he was in Ernest Goes to Jail. That's probably where yeah. I saw him before. Uh, he was in Men in Black. He was in episodes. Of- he's just been in everything. Right. Like he's and it just- looks like he's almost always a cop or a, a general army guy yeah. or something. Yeah. So, yeah, he's that great. Makes sense. Yeah, like Charles Napier has literally been in everything. Yeah. So he, he kind of added a little bit of value to this episode also. because He was the voice of the sheriff in Squidbillies. Oh. That actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just been in everything. He was Duke Phillips in The Critic. If you ever watched The Critic, I love The Critic. Great show. I have that on DVD. I need to sit down and watch it. You own it on DVD and you haven't yeah. watched it? You can get the entire series on Amazon for like 10 bucks. Wow, I, that's a good buy. <laughs> it really is. I love that show. I like Comedy Central would go through phases where they would just show it. And every time it would come on, I would watch. I just love it. I thought it was fantastic. It is. It is awesome. Yeah, and I think maybe I'll do that right after we finish recording. I'm going to go put the Critic on. You should, dude. It's really great. <laughs> like, I don't, Dennis, did you ever watch The Critic? I think we lost Dennis. Did we lose Dennis? Because uh... he hasn't, there can he is. Yes, yeah, okay. we can now. I guess my mic went out, sorry. It's okay, you were whacking. I was wondering why nobody was saying anything when I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we just ignore him, he'll stop talking. <laughs> These guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> Fuck these dudes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched The Critic. Critic's great. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. I, I said uh, Charles Napier was also in uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2. That's right. That's where I was remembering him from mostly, I think, like a, as a far as a film performance. He's been a, in a film. <laughs> that's right. He was in The Cable Guy. I forgot that. He was, I mean, he's just been in, I mean, he's been in everything. I mean, everything. Yeah. And he's just, he always plays the same guy. He plays like a, a cop or a general or like a prison guard or something. <laughs> but, you know, he made a career out of it. So, yep. Good for him. Yep. Charles Navy. I can't believe you haven't seen that episode, The Way to Eden. It's really funny. It's about these hippie dudes. And like, there's like these weird. It's got to be a third season episode, right? That's season three, episode 20 with the space hippies. Yeah. And like they try to they take over the enterprise and they want to go to like, because they hang out with this guy. Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> they hang out with this okay. guy named Dr. Severn, who's kind of like a cult leader. And he wants to take the ship to Eden, if you will. And yeah, it's just, just a weird hippie episode. It's pretty good. I think I've seen parts of it, but once I got to uh, season, like late in season two, I started skipping around and I barely watched any of season three. So. Yeah, season, well, that's because season three, some of it kind of sucks. It's a little here and there. Yeah, it has its moments. 
But I mean, I think, you know, if we're going to be honest here, most of the original series kind of has its moments. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think that third season, they're really fighting for their life, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, they totally are. <laughs> and it's please, a fight. please don't cancel us. It's a but, fight they lost. But they got canceled anyways. <laughs> Get busy living. Get busy dying. You're goddamn right. <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. That's the episode. I'll watch next week and give a rating. Maybe Ben can give us a rating and a, and a bullshit theory on the Universal Translator things. Yeah. And uh, now, I know Ben's not going to listen because he's not on this episode. Well, but we'll bring, in we'll case he does, you have a week to make you know, this up. We'll bring it up to him. You know what? We'll bring it up. Be like, Ben, tell us about the Universal Translators, and then we can all just take a nap. All right, that's the show, guys. Ben, tell us about the Universal Translators. Let's <laughs> let him rattle on for 20 minutes. 20? Yeah, because well, he's just he's showing off so he can masturbate later. Yeah. No, I'm saying 20 is kind of low as an estimate. <laughs> well, every 20 minutes you have to say, oh, yeah, and, and what about the blah, 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 and just ask yeah, him get him, get him spinning off again. Exactly. Tell, tell me more, Ben. <laughs> Now, everything you just said, do it in uh, Bill Clinton voice. <laughs> St. Nargyle voice. Time yeah. was, a man didn't need a universal translator. <laughs> we all spoke American. That's right. We didn't speak your dirty languages. And we liked it. We loved it. <laughs> So there you go, dudes. Well, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. As always, I forgot. We had a poll question, but I forgot what it was. Um, it wasn't back. the Russell Brand one? No, that's over. That's, that's this week. I'm taking it down. That was the Russell Brand Oh, poll. Oh, a new poll question. Yeah, we had a new one. No, I was just going to put the video up for Smuggler's Blues. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Smuggler's Blues. And just put, put it, make it a poll, a yes or no poll, but just have the video. Yeah. Is this song awesome? No, no question. Just a video with a yes or no. <laughs> it's the politics of contraband. It's the smugglers blues. I love that song. I might listen to that before I go to bed tonight and have dreams of cocaine. Smugglers lullaby. Yeah. So well, there you go, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Arrivederci. Bye.